Hey, baddie, baddie, baddies. Welcome to Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we are going to get our witch shit together one spell at a time. God is willing. How have you all been? How has I, I want to hear about your week so bad. Please email me, badwitchpodcast at gmail.com, thebadwitchpodcast at gmail.com, or um, hit me up in the Facebook group because this, I don't know what to make of this week. I truly do not. It has been such a weird energy for me. Um, at once it feels like there's this churning, this undercurrent of, of gears kind of working together and pieces falling into place. Like I'm on the precipice of something really big and wonderful happening, like a big happy change. That's a card that just actually popped into my head from my, um, my angel answers deck. And I've also had this feeling of things being incredibly stale and stagnant and just like, ugh, like no fresh air in the room. Um, so much so that I actually was like, okay, I'm going to clean everything. I'm going to spring clean. Listen, I know it's May. <laughs> I know we've been in spring since March 20th. We've had an equinox. We've gone through a, a astrological sign and a half. I'm a bad witch. I just didn't do my cleaning. I mean, I did some of them, but it pops up, you know, again and again. And uh, so, yeah, I was like the air. I got to change the air to like match this current I'm feeling. Also, I saw a spider. And I was like, okay, I can't live like this. <laughs> There's, it was in my bed. I saw a brown spider in my bed. Um, I don't know what kind of spider it was. It wasn't my business. That's that spider's business. All I know is I was like, oh, it's time to clean before the spider tries to turn me into little Miss Muffet and come sit on my shoulder and mess up my life. <laughs> so I've been cleaning everything. I actually am like currently coming to you from an unmade bed, which I hate the feeling of sitting um, on just a mattress top. Oh, it like brings me, I have like flashbacks of being in college and like just never making my bed cause I was 19 and who cared. And it just feels so gross now that I'm an adult, but I, I have to clean and I can't sit on that floor where I, I like to sit on the floor and like be grounded when I talk to you all sometimes, especially cause the, the element we're on this week, which we'll get to in just a little bit. Uh, but I can't do it because that spider might try to come itsy bitsy its way over to me and I'm not having it today. So yeah, change. You know what? The thing is I, this whole week I was like, man, nothing exciting has happened. And then I saw that spider. So maybe that was the exciting thing that is kicking off this Sunday to bring me into, you know, this new week. And we're going to get out of the staleness and the stagnantness. It's not a word <laughs> that I've been feeling. Um, and kind of tap more into this churning undercurrent and all this electricity that I feel around me. So yeah, I definitely like to hear about what your week has been like. Um, you know, the bad podcast at gmail.com hit me up or tell us in the Facebook group. It's just been a little off. It's I, yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, and then this other thing that kept happening was I kept being offered things this week, like opportunities or, experiences that I really enjoy and look forward to and work towards. And then like 30 seconds later, they would be taken away from me. <laughs> it's like immediately the universe was like, here you go, girl. And then it would be like, uh, -uh psych, just kidding. This is not for you. <laughs> so one of the things that happened was, um, someone approached me for a reading and it was someone I've never read for before, which is always exciting. I mean, Doing readings is one of my favorite things in the world. It's always exciting. It was, it's the thing that kind of really opened the witch door for me. Once I got back into my witching stuff around my 30th birthday, when I, I did my teen witch level up, I talk about, but, um, so I love doing them for anyone. They're always amazing. It's always an amazing experience. 
but this was a new person and that's a little more, not a little more fun. It's, it's fun in a different way because you're really tapping into that person. You've never t engaged with them before, talked to them before. And it's cool to see which cards come up. It's cool to see the connections that you're able to make, not knowing anything about them. So I was really excited. And uh, so yeah, she was like, oh, I want you to do my reading. And then 30 seconds later, it was like, oh, I'm going to go with someone else. And I was like, oh, okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Universe, snatch that away. None for you, which is fine. She wanted a different kind of reading. Like, I don't begrudge her at all for that. But it's it was indicative of this thing that kept happening where, yeah, yeah, I, things just kept presenting themselves and being like, Haha, you thought. But because this reading didn't happen with her, I already had my cards out. So I was like, well, I haven't read myself in a while because, you know, bad witch, I'm a bad witch and I don't talk to my cards enough. So let's see what they have to say. And, uh, the spread was awesome. It, gosh, you know, your cards, I always think of them like, you're not always there when I call, but you're always on time, which isn't even true. They're always there when I call because I, they're ready for me to work with them. And I'm just like, well, well, what? What what non-witching things can I do to distract myself? But the spread I got was um, Cordelia. I work with uh, the Doreen Vir Virtue Goddess deck, Goddess Oracle deck. So I got Cordelia. I got, um, why didn't I keep them out? So I didn't have to stop and think about them. Cordelia, Coventina, and Diana. So I'm going to go to this, the full reading because, I mean, number one, you can't see the cards. Number two, it's my reading. So like, I, you can't hear that much. <laughs> I don't know. Sharing readings is fun, but you don't want to hear me do like a 30 minute breakdown of it. I'm sure we have other things to talk about. The, the, the true theme of this podcast is witchcraft. And also we don't have time for this. <laughs> I know. So, uh, yeah, but Cordelia, the first card that came up, you know, I always talk about how everything is a cycle and it's cyclical and everything falls into place at the right time. Timing, 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 right? Uh, if I don't say cycle and circle, at least, once a podcast, like come check on me, like send someone to my house because I've been replaced by an imposter. Um, you know, maybe, maybe another witch took me or something <laughs> because I, if I don't say it, you know, it's not me, but it was just really interesting getting Cordelia because her card literally. So the first meeting is like, go outside. You've been inside too long. It's stagnant. It's not fresh air. Ding, ding, ding. And, uh, she is very much connected to the earth, which we're talking about this week. Ding, ding, ding. And the other major meaning for her, especially in this reading, was uh, your manifestations are going to come to life in May. All right. So I'm feeling it. <laughs> everything is coming together. Um, everything that... I, here's the thing. My bad witch life is amazing. It's the best part of my week. As you know, I tell y'all every week, this has been the best thing that's ever happened to me. But my... Um, not but... Additionally, my real life career has been going through a bit of a drought and it has been about a seven month drought at this point to where on Monday I was like, okay, I need to just delete my Instagram and like reevaluate my life and just come and just do something new. Like it's okay to end a chapter in your life. It's okay when the timing has shown you that it's, it's time to close it. That's fine. And I preach it. So I need to practice it. Um, I mean, when I say dry, I mean like the lake beds are, are, are dried up. There's no precipitation. We haven't had rain around here in years. The cacti have died, <laughs> tumbleweeds, like dry as hell. 
So I, it's really interesting that on Monday I was like, I think it's time to throw in the towel. And then I get Cordelia saying, your manifestations are going to come through in May. So all these seeds have been planting, even if you've been planting them in the dry ass desert, it's going to start coming into bloom. I, I just, oh, I just love the way it seeks up. Don't y'all just love witchcraft so much? <laughs> Don't you just love witchcraft so much and love dealing with cards so much because they really are always on time. They know so much before we know it. Before anything is an inkling in my mind, my cards have already seen it and already told me a bunch of times. And then I come back to them again and they're like, see, I mean, we told you. You could have just listened in the first place. <laughs> but you know, we're not good witches, we're bad witches. It's going to take us a while. So yeah, she came up and it's perfect because like we're into May and she's about going outside and, and being in touch with the earth and being grounded. And we're talking about earth this week. It just all lines up so perfectly. Oh, it just makes me so happy. So we have her. And then I had Coventina, which again, talking about how they, they have the sight of everything that's going to happen before it's even a thought in our minds. She's a card I got a lot last year. I haven't, I don't think I've talked about this before, but I was really sick last year for about 12 weeks. Um, I won't go into deep detail about it. I'm fine now, but it was basically uh, stomach issues, which honey, if you ever have a stomach issue, don't be shy. Let's talk about it. I have all the knowledge and resources you may need. I'm not a doctor disclaimer, but I, we, I'm definitely like a good person that if you feel like you need to talk about it, let me know. It was uh, pretty horrific. Anyway, um, so I got her a lot. And basically, she represents like purification. You need to detox. You need to look at what you're putting into your body. And every so often, she checks back in with me. And this time, I was, you know, going through her readings. And here's the thing. I know what my cards all mean. I've had them for years at this point. I've done a thousand million readings. But I always like to go back and reference, you know, exactly all of the meanings that align with them. And the one that really stuck out to me this time was uh, transit. It's, so she's either like, you need to detox and purify or the changes you're making are you're on the right path. And one of the other, I always want to say tenants. I don't know if that's the right word, but one of the other meanings is, uh, to try a vegetarian or vegan diet. And I have been not eating meat for about a month and a half. No, no, no. Two months now. And this is like something that she kept telling me, like, you're going to make a return to this because I was a vegetarian for 10 years. And then I got tricked into eating meat when I was drunk in college, <laughs> which is a story for another time. Although I may have told that story here. I can't remember. I, I, I just go into like a witch higher uh, mental state when I record this and don't remember anything I say until I listen back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so all this time she's saying you're going to make a return to this vegetarianism and it's never... Do y'all feel the same way? It's never like a conscious decision where I'm like, I'm going to be a vegetarian. I'm going to be, so technically I'm pescatarian. <laughs> Goodness. Technically I'm pescatarian. I, listen, I'm from Louisiana. My favorite places to travel are like beach towns. I'm getting ready to go to Greece. I can't not eat seafood. I can't, I mean, I could, but it's so good. It, it's so good. Like where I'm from, it's in my blood. I'm Creole. Like I got to eat a shrimp. I have to eat one shrimp. Don't eat oysters. I think they're horrific. But I'm going to eat a shrimp and a crab and a crawfish. It's just it's my cultural heritage. I have to. I'm sure you're... Also, why am I like defending it? I'm sure all of you are like, oh, you eat fish? I'm unsubscribed. No, of course not. So, I mean, maybe one of you, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, so she was telling me this whole time, you're going to make this return to vegetarianism. 
And it wasn't like I woke up one day and was like, oh, I've been, you know, I've been really thinking about it. I, I think I need to be vegetarian again. It just feels like it's better for my lifestyle and my health. I just woke up with this notion. Okay, I said that wrong. I did wake up with this notion of, okay, I need to make this change today. I, I It's time for me to give up eating meat. There was no research behind it. There was no rhyme or reason necessarily. It was just a feeling I had. And that's what I mean about the cards. Is they just be knowing, <laughs> you know, they just be knowing for real. They, they know and they tell us and they tell us and they tell us. And then we finally listen and they go, oh, uh-huh. And then they confirm for us. And that is why I love my deck so much. That's why I'm really glad that that person did cancel on me. And the perspective I am using to look at it is, is she gave me an opportunity to connect with my cards that I wasn't doing because I was neglecting it and be honest. And because I had a spread pull that I was kind of trying to manifest anyway, but cards are already back in the deck. So I might as well shuffle them and see what comes up, you know? Um, so yeah, that was my second card. And then the third card was Diana, which, um, she's really about focused intention, which goes, it correlates to the first card because it's all these manifestations that I'm, I'm now anticipating to happen this month. I have to like keep that laser focused to not get off of track with that. And also I just appreciate her showing up because I am getting ready to go to Greece. And, um, you know, she is a goddess of the hunt. I believe Diana is no, you know what? Do we have time for a discussion about, uh, mythology? Probably not. So I'm not even going to start. But, you know, associated Greek goddesses, I believe she is in the Pantheon or she, or that's her Roman name and she has a Greek name. You know what I mean? Um, so I appreciate her showing up just to be like, you are on the right path with this trip you're taking this travel. So it's been a lot of positive confirmations. But overall, the week was just, it was weirdy. That's the best way I can describe it. It just was feeling weird. I don't know. So yeah, tell me how your weeks are. You know, I, when I'm recording this, I'm like having a conversation with you, even though it takes you a few days to get back to me. <laughs> so always please do feel free to have that conversation back. I don't want to just be projecting out about myself. Like, ew, it's <laughs> boring. I don't want to just talk about me, me, me and not get anything back. So this is a conversation. It is a dialogue, not a monologue. So yeah, even though it takes me a few days to get this to you, cause I'm recording on Sunday. I think I already said that. Um, you know, come Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whenever you listen to this, hit me back. Let me know what your week is like. Let me know what energy you've been picking up on. Um, if you have done your astrology deep dive and what's going on, I would love to hear more about it. I, uh, looked up my horoscope. I always go to refinery 29. I think I've said that before. Uh, I don't know why I always have to quantify with, I think I said that before we know that by now, <laughs> but I was reading it and it was very, I mean, obviously it's, it's my horoscope. So it's very astrology heavy. But this week, it was particularly like Mercury will do this and the sun will do this and uh, Jupiter will do this and trine with this. You know, when I get to that word trine, I'm like, what the hell does that mean? And, uh, what, what other planets are in it? I don't know. I can't remember, but I was reading uh, reading it and I was like, oh, there's this is really planety this week and I'm kind of not totally understanding what it all means. So I'm going to have to go back with a fine tooth comb and go through it. And also uh, maybe go to Vice broadly and go to Astro Twins and uh, co-star and kind of put get all those horses together and figure out what the hell is going on with this upcoming week. But what I do know is that I'm feeling very positive about going into this week after having this lull and having this staleness 
and in a bigger sense, going through this like six, seven month drought that I've been in professionally, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like this, this churning, this undercurrent churn. I also think I am thinking of churning because I really want some ice cream because it's hot outside. That's neither here nor there. But yeah, this churning, this undercurrent, I'm, I'm feeling it so strongly. And I, I think next week's going to be amazing. So even though you won't hear this until Wednesday, I am manifesting opportunity and growth and success for me this week. I am manifesting it for you. You know how bad it's been actually <laughs> in the middle of me, like wishing you well. It's been so bad that I feel like even smudging hasn't helped. It hasn't cleared the air out. Like, especially I remember last Sunday I did it um, after I watched Game of Thrones before I recorded because I kind of, you know, it was a heavy episode. I was feeling some things. But I I came and did it and I I really focused on my body and myself versus the the space that I occupy. And whatever I've been experiencing, whatever this lull, this down period has been, has been so tight and so stagnant that it feels like the smudging did nothing. And I know it did something. I know that you can't always expect immediacy and you can't always expect instant gratification. And as someone who thrives on instant gratification, that is a patience is a lesson that the universe has been trying to teach me my entire life. And I keep being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what if I got it right away? <laughs> like, What if I get what you're saying? Points were made valid. Sure. But like, what if you did just give me what I want right now? Like, why not? So I'm, I'm still fighting it. I'm aware that I'm still fighting it, but I, I, so I know that the smudging, I know it does something. I know it doesn't have to apply to that week. I know I don't have to wake up on Monday morning and have a proposal from Bill Skarsgård and, um, you know, an offer to move to Greece for free and live in a uh, villa on the beach or something. Like, of course not. And I know it's working towards the greater good and maybe it will apply more to this, this, manifestations that are going to start springing up soon. Um, but that's how stagnant it was feeling. It was, it was just like, you can smudge, you can, <laughs> like you can huff and blow and blow the house down or whatever. What am I talking about? <laughs> like, um, huff and puff and blow the house down. Like, that's how I was feeling. I was like, I can light and I can smudge and I can blow it all around. But I feel like I can't even shake this energy and even smudging isn't working. And so when you feel like even smudging isn't working and that's like your ace in the hole, that is your go-to baby. It, yeah, the staleness was really kind of taking me over to the point where I was like, I need to make some major changes and maybe I still do. And maybe that's what I'm going to see this upcoming week, but I am very excited about this week. Maybe a little baby spider was a good sign and I shouldn't have <laughs> been like strip the bed. That's it. We got to clean everything. Where's the vacuum cleaner? I mean, yeah, I got to clean, of course. But maybe that, that spider was showing me that there is some excitement and uh, something coming right around the horizon. It definitely shook things up a little bit. Things aren't feeling as stale and stagnant now that I've cleaned. And I saw that little critter running around. So I'm really excited about this week coming up. I feel like there is a lot of good coming. A lot of manifestations are going to take place. They're going to, they're already rooted. You know, we talked about Cordelia again and, and being outside and being in touch with nature and, and touching the grass and the ground. And this is all stuff that's going to relate to earth in just a little bit. Ooh, I love when it all lines up, y'all. It's the best. Uh, yeah, so manifestations are already rooted. We've already planted those seeds. We've been doing that all winter, right? And and now it's time to harvest. And they're all going to spring up and they're going to bloom and we're going to be in the full green, 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 green. That's going to be such a theme in this episode. You know, the full lush green 
freshness of May. And so I wish that my manifestations come up this week. I hope that all of your manifestations, if they don't come up this week, will come up through the month of May. I'm really excited for all of us because ultimately, you know it, I know it, we deserve good, right? So I'm really excited. Um, yeah, I kind of talked myself into like being, <laughs> I've talked myself into really turning this week around. So, you know, if you were also having a, a weird kind of, I don't know, just off week like I was, and not that anything bad happened, it just didn't feel quite right. Um, I hope that I turned it around for you too. I hope that we turned it around together and the energy that I'm giving off to you and the energy you're giving back to me is what we needed to uh, do the damn thing in the rest of May that's coming up. Okay, so, oh, I also want to warn y'all, I am recording this in segments. So if the sound is, sounds different at any point, it's because I'm cleaning and I'm trying to pack, you know, I'm going out of town um, next, when you hear next week's episode, I will be on a plane to London town. So if the sound is a little wonky, I apologize in advance. I, I'm sorry. I know. I, I'm the kind of person where if a podcast dips out and they, there's like a weird space and the person's voice comes back higher, <laughs> like there's an echo all of a sudden. I'm like, what were they doing? So if that happens here, my apologies. I always try to kind of record in one. I try to be a one take Osmond and try to do it all together, but I do kind of have to dip in and out of this one. So if I do, I'm going to try to keep it as consistent as possible, but yeah. Okay, I totally dipped out to watch Game of Thrones, <laughs> but I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, I If I talked about it, it would really bring the mood down. And we're going to keep this mood up because, you know, this is the bright spot of my week and hopefully your week. So before we do anything else, we, of course, have to say a special thank you to our patrons for this month. And they are Maya, Aurora, Lindsay, Heidi, Courtney, Stephanie, Alicia, Sasha, Brett, Elizabeth, Aaron, Sola, and Amanda. Okay, I'm really excited. There are so many of you that I had to stop and take a breath. I don't know if that means I'm out of shape or if they, we're just growing. It's Maybe it's both. I don't know. <laughs> I was really lazy today. Aside from the cleaning, I did not go and um, do my workout at all. So it might be a little bit of both, but thank you so much to all of you that have uh, joined the Patreon. It means the world to me, as you know. Uh, it's I love that the list is getting long enough that I have to pause and take a breath. It just means that our numbers are growing and our coven's getting bigger and stronger and we have more support for each other. And that's amazing. And that goes out to everyone also who's listening, subscribing, telling your friends about it, writing. Oh, I had to just take another big breath. Maybe I am so ashamed. But, you know, writing a review, telling people about the podcast, it's it's all y'all. Y'all are the best, as you know. You deserve good, as you know. There would be no bad witch without all you bad witches. I love you. And, uh, yeah, thanks for being the best. Okay, so I looked up. Wait, what, what am I talking about? First of all, well, fifth of all, because we've been talking for a while <laughs> already. Did you do your homework? Did you dance with the fire? Did you look in the flame? What did it say to you? What did, what did you see? What did you hear? Anything? You know, I just, I'm realizing that no one posted in the Facebook group about their homework. Hmm. Okay. Maybe I should make a post and <laughs> make sure everyone actually did it. I, uh, when I smudged before I recorded last week, I, I knew what the, the assignment was going to be because it kind of came to me when I was smudging. Um, what I saw in my fire was, it's kind of hard to explain, 
But it was like I could see through the flame to clarity. I could see like a haziness and a smokiness. Well, duh, I could see smoke. But I could see like a haziness, kind of an opaque quality in the flame. That to me represented a sense of clarity. So I think in like keeping with the idea that fire is really cleansing, uh, I just need to keep, you know, lighting it and trusting it to illuminate my way and to clear out all the things that aren't meant for me and to, you know, follow the good that it's bringing in. I... I still am in, because of this weird week I had, I am still in a bit of limbo about what I'm going to do about my uh, real life job, my career as a whatever the heck word, I don't even know what to call it, influencer, fashion blogger, I don't know, travel blogger. I never know what to call it, honestly, because it's a multi-layered new thing. Um, I still don't know exactly what I'm going to do with it. So I am going to take this opportunity to listen to the fire more when I smudge tonight as well, because, you know, it's especially with our smudging ritual, it's not just about clearing out and bringing in good. If you're using, um, you know, certain tools and we've talked about the new ones we can use and the ones that we're going to be putting aside, hopefully, uh, in an effort to conserve them for, uh, the groups of people that they actually belong to. But I am currently still using their end of my Palo Santo and, you know, it is for bringing in good as well as taking out bad, but i I want all of us to focus also on like listening and learning from it and looking at the smoke and looking at the fire and seeing what it tells us. Like, let's just continue that. It's not your homework. You just have to do that from now on. <laughs> You're going to have other homework, but your other homework is going to be pretty uh, chill. So it's not going to be anything too strenuous. Don't worry. But yeah, I want to make it, I want the ritual to not just to be, and even beyond using the Palo Santo, not just about sweeping out and bringing in, but about listening and looking and observing messages that are present right there in that moment. You know, it's not just about asking, but it's about, about being present and, and seeing what's right there in front of you. That may already be the answer you're kind of searching for. So not sure what I'm going to do about my job, but I'm just going to keep listening to the flames and the smoke. <laughs> sounds so funny to say I'm listening to the smoke, but truly even in the hiss of, you know, a fire or the cracking, the crackling, crackling. Yeah. Fire crackles, right? There's, there's messages there. So yeah. Um, I hope you did your homework. I hope you did it safely. I don't want to have to give you another, uh, what's that character called? I don't know why I have to make so many pop culture references. It's just my, how my brain works. Smokey the bear. I don't want to have to send Smokey the bear to your house because you didn't have a bowl of water by it just in case, or you didn't place your, your smudging stick into uh, a metal bowl to keep it from like lighting anything on fire. Always, you know, fire safety first. Which second? You have to be careful. But yeah, I hope you did do your homework. I hope you really took time to see what it was showing you. And, you know, smudging, I kind of talked about this a little bit. and It's becoming a little more clear to me. It can be a, it is a very, not self-involved, but self-serving activity because you are thinking about clearing out your own space and bringing good to your own life. But there are messages without uh, not without, I always say without as the opposite of within, which makes no sense. That's not how those words work or how any words work, but there are messages outside of us all the time that are trying to get to us. And we do need to open up all of our senses more to receive them. So yeah, it's not just about cleansing and cleaning. It's about listening and seeing. Okay. So just be careful as always dealing with fire. If you haven't had a chance to do your homework yet, as you know, it's okay. Take everything at your own pace. It's not like we're going to have a term paper due. <laughs> we 
get to the six month episode, you have plenty of time. You can witch at your own pace. That is what that witch is about. It's doing it your own way and uh, not stressing. Your, listen, we have enough stresses in our life. We don't also need to stress about if we're being a witch the right way. There's no right way to be a witch. I mean, if there is a right way to be a witch, it's that you aren't hexing people, <laughs> causing people harm. That's probably the right way to do it. I would, if I had to pick. Um, but yeah, there's no, we've said it a million times on this podcast already. There's no right way to be a witch. You do it. You witch at your own pace. You do what's comfortable for you. And you know, you finish the homework when you finish it and you spend extra time on different homework. If it means more to you, if it's a little harder for you, some people aren't going to pick up their smudge stick and look in the fire and be like, Oh, this is saying that I should change jobs in three months. And, um, I have a new person coming into my life and his name is Todd. <laughs> you know, it's not that easy. I looked at my fire and I saw clarity. So I'm going to go with the message of clarity. Not everyone can meditate. We know this. If there's, if there's any people on this earth that know that meditating is hard, it is the bad witch coven. So yeah, take it at your own pace, which at your own speed. No, no problem here. It's you're doing a great job. I am proud of you. You're making, you're making me proud and it doesn't even matter if you're making me proud or not. It's about making yourself proud, but I'm also proud of you on top of it. I'm your witch mom now. <laughs> anyway, so I uh, looked up spiders, which I think does kind of relate to um, our last but certainly not least element this week, which is, of course, earth. Uh, you know, spiders, and they come from the earth. Well, not like in the way that crystals do, <laughs> of course. But we all exist on earth, you know. We are all part of this planet life exists on earth because of all the special circumstances that have come together, uh, be it our atmosphere or be it the availability of water or other science things that I certainly can't break down for you. But just as I'm a part of the earth, spiders are part of the earth. And I want, I am kind of now really curious about why this little dude or dudette showed up. So I looked it up and I wanted to see if there's any real significance. Well, I knew there was significance because everything's significant in its own way, but I wanted to see specifically what it is. So I could, you know, make myself more, I was going to say make myself more intelligent. I mean, I guess overall, uh, I was, I'm trying to say make myself more knowledgeable and, uh, you know, pass that information on to you because that's part of what this podcast is. So this is what I learned about our lovely spider friends. Nolling, I'm sorry that I'm talking about spiders so much. <laughs> I just remembered, um, my, my friend Nolling, who I've talked about before, I'm really sorry I'm talking about spiders so much. I'm going to text you and tell you that that happens and trigger warning. If you are afraid of spiders, trigger warning. I, shit, I should have said that before. I'm going to put it in the episode notes. I'm so sorry. Um, but if you don't have arachnophobia, okay, I'm going to give you a little a spiel on my spider real quick. And, you know, it's a creature of the earth, just like the, all of us. And we're all bounded by the earth. And that's our element this week. So let's talk about it. This is how easily as a person I am swayed on something. If I take five seconds to learn about it, I'm like, oh, okay. Everything I've ever thought about this thing clearly was false. And this is <laughs> So I've always seen spiders as, okay, so I grew up in the South, right? So there's always all kinds of creatures and critters in the house. They, I mean, do we need to name them? No, I'm probably freaking you all out enough talking about spiders so much. But um, yeah, I always have kind of thought of them as anywhere on the scale from dangerous to creepy, creepy crawly, and just, just please don't crawl on me. That when I, my, I've had a couple instances in my life where I've had, um, like bugs crawl across my, like considerable size bugs crawl across, I don't, a spider's not a bug, it's a arachnid, but you know, we're, we're saying bugs as a catch-all. 
where I've had them like scurry across my feet in the night when I'm like going to get a glass of water or going to the bathroom when I was a kid. So I don't have the best relationship with anything that, uh, you know, is insecty, arachnidy, buggy, not my favorite. But, you know, just in reading about the spider, I'm like, okay, little spider, come back and teach me everything you need to, because clearly this is a message. So first, uh, spiders can represent being a message from the spiritual world, uh, which I'm not surprised I saw it in this room because it is the most active room in my house. I'm not sure. I, I mean, maybe the message is the following. Um, and if it's not, I'm sure I'll have one of my lucid dreams and I'll get the message there. Uh, Gabriel will show up and help me interpret it as, uh, he always lovingly does. <clears throat> Allergies. We're not doing this today. Get away from me. Um, so what, <laughs> what they can also represent, which I'm like, well, drag me, of course, uh, is that they make us take a look at our choices and if we are making the correct choices for our lives and if not, how to make us think about how we can manipulate our choices. I mean, manipulate in a positive sense, our choices to construct the life or the web or the destiny that we really want. While I'm sitting here saying, I've been thinking about quitting this, not quitting this job. I've been thinking about closing this chapter of my career and like moving on to something else. And the spider shows up. Okay. So once again, everything has a time and a place and everything feeds into everything else. And now I was already examining these things in my life and the spider showed up and now I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I really need to look at the choices I'm making. I need to think about if I do need to alter my thinking and construct something different for myself from what I was previously seeing. Maybe that's a better course for me to be on. So little baby spider, it wasn't a little baby spider. It was like a full grown uh, person spider, <laughs> full grown Spider-Man. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he showed up and I, I, or she showed up. Because they also do represent femininity and creativity, which are, I'm very in my femininity. I, you know, work with the goddesses and I work in a creative field. I consider myself a creative. Uh, so yeah, okay. I get it. Spider, I'm sorry. I, I didn't try to kill the spider. I know, you know, better than to do that. But I did try to shoosh it away from my bed and watched everything just in case any, like I said, spider buddies came along with them. Uh, but now I hear you. And uh, if you, I know a lot of people are actually really, a lot of witches are uh, pretty aligned with spiders and tend to see them a lot and um, tend to also align them with their practice. I don't want to say use them with their practice in like a way that harms the spiders, but uh, they are like a part of their, their practice or a part of their totem uh, or they connect to them spiritually. So if you do, are you one of those spider witches? Let me know. Let me know about any other meanings of spiders. Let me know if what I did my briefest research on and decided I like spiders. Now, if that is what they actually stand for. But um, as far as what I just read, yeah, they show up to make you aware of the choices you're making in life. Huh? How about that? <laughs> It's almost as if I saw it and it was actually a sign and not just a spider that stuck into my house. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, if you if you are one of those uh, spider witches that are, work with them and are aligned with them, let me know if, uh, if, you know, there's also so many spiders throughout mythology. There's, of course, Charlotte's Web. Was the, was the spider Charlotte? Was the, was the pig Charlotte? We don't have time for this. <laughs> but yeah, now I feel like as soon as I uh uh, finish the episode and get off. I'm going to do some spider research and maybe see what other kind of uh, signs are, are aligned with spiders. That's crazy. That's crazy that I've been trying to make these choices and thinking about the choices I'm making and 
what they mean for my life long term and what life kind of looks like after Instagram for, you know, lack of a better phrase. And, uh, yeah, I guess I'm supposed to be thinking about that stuff right now. And my little spider friend, let me know that. So thanks. Thanks little spider friend. That's cool. All right. I will be doing more of that. So we have to talk about our last classical element this week. I'm sad that our little series is kind of winding down. I have really loved this. It's been so fun to deep dive the elements and discover them more and talk about them in the Facebook group. Uh, Facebook dot, I was going to say facebook.com slash bad witch for the Facebook group. I don't, I don't think that's right. <laughs> I don't think it has a URL because you have to have like over a hundred members maybe. Um, but yeah, just search bad witch or of course always click the link in the, um, the notes below. Uh, is that what they're called? Notes below. You know what I'm talking about. Episode episode notes. That's it. <laughs> Press the link in episode notes and come join the Facebook group and tell me about your spider experiences and tell me about this series and which element resonate, resonates the most with you. And uh, let's talk about earth, baby. So I call earth ash. You know, I have all my little names. So we have had salts for water. We have had, what do we do next? We had smoke for air. We had flame for fire and now we are on ash and ash. I'm finding out that, you know, kind of when I did last week and I talked about fire, I was like, I'm in love with fire. It's basically a love letter to fire and flames and all of it that it produces. And I, I think I actually did mention in that episode. I, I love that the remnant of fire is ash and when things burn, they're ash, but, and that's what remains. And that's why I feel really connected to it. Um, because it is what's still there. It is what remains. I love the color of ash. I love that sooty color. I think it's beautiful. Um, gray is my favorite color. <laughs> I always tell people it's like yellow or orange, but actually gray is my favorite color. Uh, I just always lie about it because people are like, oh, that's gray. <laughs> like, yeah, gray is a really beautiful color. And we see it, it's so much in our world and it it can represent, you know, there's a duality to it. It's multi-layered. Gray can come in so many different scales. I'm not just saying gray scale because I watch Game of Thrones. But yeah, gray is my favorite color. And so that's why I really connect with ash. And it also is that concept of like ashes to ashes, dust, dust to dust. Whew. That was a hard, <laughs> heard it and said it a hundred times. And that was really hard for me to say. What else is new? Uh, yeah, but ashes to ashes that, you know, that is what we return to when we leave, when our tangible bodies leave this earth, we go back to ash. And we return to the earth. And in some ways, every every part of what we do is going to return to the earth, you know? Like when we're done with our crystals, you return them to where they came from. The earth, let me say this. <laughs> so yes, that is why I like to say ash instead of earth. It really does represent the earth to me. Um, you know, ash, even types of soil can really feel like ash. And when there is destruction or when, when there is destruction ash is what's left. And then from that ash can spring new life. So again, I like the cyclical nature of it. You already knew that, but yes. Okay. So ash, that's the word I like to use. That is our fourth, um, you know, element. That's how we're going to call the four of them. Now, you know, all of them, salt, smoke, flame, and ash. Ta-da! We can all say them together for our cover for now on when we want to call the four corners. And next week we're going to do hearts because we can't neglect our hearts. And I have to talk about Captain Planet a little bit more. <laughs> I'm actually going to watch it on YouTube and you'll see next week. Okay. So, um, I want to say this about earth. I think that of all of the elements, I, I don't think I know of all the elements earth is the one that I have neglected the most. Um, in the sense that I 
have not given it the same attention or reverence that I have given to water, to fire, and to air. I can't remember the real names now because I've been using the other ones. Um, to salt, to smoke, and to flame. I haven't... <clears throat> I think I take the earth for granted a little bit, honestly. Um, the earth signs are the ones that I am the least... Um, not skilled least informed on those are ones when I'm doing like the astrology bonus episodes I really have to kind of read up on and talk to my friends of those signs be like hey tell me what you you feel about being an earth sign tell me what you like about it what you think is true what you think is a false stereotype all that stuff and I think maybe that's because the earth is always there kind of supporting us and not necessarily making itself known I almost kind of think of it as like a gentle giant we know the power of water we see see water in action we know like the power of fire we can feel it we can see it being destructive or, or being helpful same with air you can feel it all around you but you just kind of walk on the earth you exist on the earth and I think that's why I have just not given it its due and today we're gonna give it its due because without the earth we wouldn't have any of this stuff you know it's it's a thing that literally grounds us and connects us and it is such an essential part. We I just, we just can't. I think it's it's humble. I think it's a more humble element. I think that if you look at the signs that, well, <laughs> let me not say all the signs are more humble than the others. That's not fair. But you will find that same sense of groundedness in those signs and that they can kind of pull you back to earth or, you know, they're just not floating around like, the water signs and they're just not popping off necessarily like the fire signs and they're not floating around kind of hard to pin down like the air signs. They're grounded. There's, there's a sense of fortitude with the earth signs. That's what I'll say. I won't say they're the most humble because who's to say, but yeah, the earth I've never, I don't know. Now that I'm really thinking about it, and I've been thinking about this episode all week since I recorded um, flame. I was like, okay, earth is next. Ash is next. I really have to give it the same love and the same, the, the same care that I've given the other three elements. And just because those have, I've been more connected to those. It's because I've consciously, well, I've just naturally been more connected to fire. I've naturally been more connected to <clears throat> water, you know, triple water sign. Air is something that in dealing with air and learning about air, I have felt myself become very connected and interested in. And earth, I still felt kind of this flat feeling for it, not to say flat earth, Earth is not flat. It is round. Science. Science and reading and education are very important. Okay. The earth is not flat. It's just if anybody was going to say opposite, it's not true. But um, yeah, so I, I, I have been thinking about this for the last week and in thinking about it and it has made me more conscious of every step I take is on earth and earth can be just as destructive. And I don't, I, destructive is obviously bad, but it can be just as powerful as everything else. I mean, we have earthquakes, we have volcanoes and yeah, it spits out fire and flame and smoke and ash and all that stuff. And it's quelled by water, but what does it stem for, from? It is a part of the earth. The earth gives us our crystals. It gives us oceans. It gives us, you know, lake beds and it, <laughs> talk about lake beds so much in this episode. It gives us rivers. It, it's, it's the seat of everything. It, you know, it's, 
it just deserves much more than I personally been giving it. And maybe y'all have been hyping up earth and knowing that that's your element to connect with. And I'm late to the party. It certainly could be that. <laughs> but all that to be said, I'm, I'm really glad that I took the time to connect with earth this week. And so let's talk about it. Okay. So earth, um, let's do the little breakdown we've done for every other element. And then I'll do your correspondences and then we'll just talk about it a little bit. So the symbol for earth is the triangle that is upside down and it is bisected. And, you know, I realized before when I said bisected, I believe that means directly in the middle. Um, because bisect is, I, I don't know math. Why am I trying to tell you? <laughs> but I think bisected does mean when it's in the middle. So it makes like two even sides. So think about the tip of the triangle, the pointy end, right? Well, there's three pointy ends, no matter how you turn it. But let's say uh, if you have a traditional triangle and you invert it, so the, the tip is pointing down and there's a line bisecting the tip. You could easily Google it and it will make much more sense than what I'm saying. I know that, but I'm, Hey, I'm trying my best. Podcasting is uh, contrary to what has been said on other podcasts, not a visual medium. So I'm trying my best to be descriptive. Okay. So Earth's direction is north. Its color is green, of course. I told you green was going to be recurring in this episode. When you think about Earth, I mean, you think, I mean, this is what I think about. I think about seeing it from space. I think about being able to see Earth in its totality and you see blue and you see green. And it's like that lushness of green that makes Earth seems so special to me, like such a, a planet that can't sustain life. I mean, of course, it's the water, you know, the water is really important, but it's that green that is showing that that life is being sustained and that we're all a part of it. I just, and it's May, you know, and it all kind of it all comes together, doesn't it? That's when I, <laughs> you know, when I started Bat Witch back in January, I can't remember the exact date, I think it was January 12th. Um, I never planned it out this far in ahead. I was like, I'll just talk about being a witch. I don't know. <laughs> and then, you know, I got the series idea and it all works out that when we're getting into this lush part of May and, you know, May's correlation to Earth and we're talking about Earth and the Earth episodes here. I just, you know, I'm just pointing out once again that everything falls together without any actual planning on my own or any of us. It's timing and it's meant to be when it's ready to happen. And so here we are talking about our lovely, beautiful, lush green Earth. So yeah, the color is green and um, its associated human trait is physicality. So let's go over all of them real quick with their directions and their colors just because we've been talking about it for a month now <laughs> so if you're just coming in you know we always have newbies hey newbies welcome um you know if you're ready to start casting your circle if you are a little you know more ahead and you're ready to start casting your circle you haven't already and you just need a refresher on your uh directions and colors for your candle work whatever uh, symbols you want to bring in why not so for air or as we like to call it, smoke. The direction is east. The color is yellow or also like a smoky, opaque white. For fire, your color your color is south. <laughs> is it? Your direction is south and the color is red or an orange. Um, also, I would tap in a little yellow there. Uh, any color you see in a flame, work with. For water, I love you, beautiful water, which sits in opposition of fire when you're dealing with like masculinity and femininity and you're dealing with like the emotional versus like emotional and the dreaminess versus like the courageousness 
you know, all that stuff. You know how fire and water. I love to get together and not get together. Um, water is the direction west. The colors are blue, green, um, purple, you know, all those lovely colors of the bodies of water all around us. And uh, earth, once, once again, is uh, the direction is north. And the color is green, just like the beautiful green grass outside. Just like the beautiful, wonderful leaves in the trees, hopefully by now, right? <laughs> I think I, we don't have time for that. Okay, so let's talk about the correspondences. For spells, Earth's correspondences are manifestation, material wealth, shelter, fertility, and growth. All pretty powerful spells, if you ask me. Herbs and plants are patchouli. Oh, I love patchouli. It smells so good. Sage, mandrake, woodbine, whorehound, H-O-R-E-H-O-U-N-D, and pennyroyal. Even those just sound magical. I'm going to look into some of those. I've never heard of whorehound or pennyroyal, but I like it. Um, trees are cypress and pine. Okay, once again, I grew up in Louisiana. Y'all, we know. I've told you 17 times in this episode. But in Louisiana, what we have an abundance on of is cypress trees and pine trees. And I've spent my whole life, well, not my whole life, but you know, my growing up years around these two magical trees and never gave it a second thought. I think that's the thing. The earth is so available to us and it's, it's so the thing that we see and do and touch and carries us every single day that you don't give it enough thought or, or perhaps, I mean, I don't give it enough thought and maybe that, that could just solely be me, but I, there have always been whispers about the magic of cypress trees and um, and our folklore, which sometimes is just history. Sometimes it's not just stories. Sometimes it's real. Uh, so yeah, that's really interesting. That again, we're talking. I'm I, you're just listening to me personally make a connection with the element of earth, which I have just not paid attention to all these years because I was like, oh, the fire is so pretty. <laughs> Basically, incense and oils are patchouli, pine resin, white sage, mandrake root. So literally, when we're smudging with white sage, if you um, are going to continue using that and hopefully shopping it from an ethical source or from uh, a native source. It's a perfect way to honor the earth, working with that and calling on the earth element and, you know, casting your circle and, and working to the north. That's, you're already there. You've already been honoring the earth, you know, doing your, your smudging already. And it's again, something I never thought about. Yeah. Even when I was talking about returning your smudging to the earth last week, your smudging tools to the earth last week, I didn't think about the earth part. I thought about, oh, I've used this. It has <clears throat> given me its magic. And so I'm honoring it by returning it. But I didn't, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm honoring it by bringing it home, but I didn't really think about its home and how much magic is in the earth and how it gives it to us. It lends it out to us. And then eventually it takes it back. Oh, it's so beautiful. I'm as with everything I ever talk about, when I really give it a minute, I'm falling in love with the earth as, as we speak. Um, the astrological signs are Taurus, 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 Virgo, and Capricorn. If you are a Capricorn, listen to me. I'm going to own this right now. Capricorn is the sign that I know the least about in the world. Like, I can tell you stuff about Virgo. I didn't even know any Capricorns until like a couple years ago. <laughs> when they were Facebook friends. I mean, I'm sure I've met some, but I just wasn't like, Hey, are you Capricorn? Um, so if you're a Capricorn and you listen to this podcast, I would love to pick your brain, especially for when I do my Capricorn episode, because I'm really like 
studying up on that. I just, I don't know anything about them, but they're going to be top of my list now because I'm going to do this, like, I have to do this astrology deep dive, but also I, I'm so into the earth. Of course, I'm going to learn everything there is about them. Their day of the week is Saturday. Planets are Gaia, of course, Saturn, and Pluto. Saturn is so important. We're going to have to do an episode on Saturn returns. Um, it's not this episode because it's going to be a whopper, but we're going to talk about it soon. Uh, color is green, of course. The metal are iron and lead. Makes sense. Symbols are the downward pointing triangle traverse. Okay, that's how this list always refers to it is traverse. Um, and <laughs> the air sign is the upward pointing triangle traverse. So they're opposite of each other. I say bisects. I don't know where I got that from. Let's say traverse. Pinnacle, wood, metal, stone, crystals, and dragons. Uh, magical tool is the pentacle. Animal totems are the hare, wolf, bear, and serpent. Oh, holy smokes. Okay, I'm going to come back to that in a second. Body parts are the bowels and the spine, and direction is north. Okay, so I'm just reading my list, right? Because it's much easier for me to read from a list and instead of talking off the top of my head about specific things like this. Because I will go on tangents, as you can see. But when I was reading the animal totems for Earth, uh, I my eye jumped over to spirit, and the totem is a spider. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. We're going to definitely look at that a little more next week. I am really excited about the spirit episode now. So, we have talked about the correspondences, but we can't leave the most important correspondence for this podcast out, which is our crystal of the week. That just so happens this week to be a lovely green stone. I know I wanted something green, right? Because we talk about the correspondence of the color green, dealing with the earth. And I'm thinking, okay, we already did malachite. I thought about jade. Uh, what, what was the other one? Emerald. I thought about emerald, but now I was like, I'll just get jealous if I talk about it. Although emerald is the birthstone for this month. <clears throat> I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> you know, I'm very jealous. People with beautiful emerald and diamond and sapphire ruby uh, gemstones. But, uh, you know, when all was said and done, I really, the crystal that's supposed to be the most, the most, is that a lisp? <laughs> the most, especially because we are talking about the earth and harnessing the earth powers and, and corresponding and, and, and being, being a vessel for these powers in a way is the lovely lime green, light green peridot. Um, something that's really cool about peridot that I never knew before is that it's created in the earth's mantle like in the the lava of the earth's mantle like diamonds are they're apparently they're the only two crystals or gemstones that are created like that and then it's shot out of volcanoes or it appears when there are earthquakes which we've talked about already with the how powerful the earth is and you know how volcanoes and earthquakes tie into that so it had to be peridot we couldn't pick anything else peridot is our lovely green crystal of the week and it deals with, um, you know, it, it happens to be a very, we say good luck a lot with stones, but Peridor, Peridor, oh my gosh, Peri, Peridot, <laughs> I knew this one was going to be a problem. I knew it. I knew the second I picked it, it was not going to vibe with my speech impediment at all. Peridot, Peridot, there you go, encourages or encourages, but also aids manifestation. It aids wealth. It, it's not even about luck. It's about your own, your own ability and your own 
your own magic and your own power to bring things into your life. So it's not just that you have this stone and it happens to give you good luck. It's that it enhances your natural magic. It enhances your skills, your skills for manifestation. It brings in, it, it heightens your ability to go after abundance and to bring abundance into your own life. Do you know, you know the distinction I'm trying to make? So it's not like, oh, I have this um, malachite and it keeps me safe while I travel. Instead, if I had a malachite and uh, through that malachite, I had the ability to learn how to fly a plane or something. You know? I don't know if that's a exact metaphor, but it's not just that it brings something to you. It enhances your skill to get it for yourself. That's what I'm trying to say. So in dealing with earth, it really connects to, again, manifestation to wealth. It's kind of known as a success stone and not, again, not bringing success to you, but being an aid in the successor you're able to create for yourself. It's, it's not a, a stone that's just going to give you everything you want. It's a stone that's going to heighten everything about you. And you know, that's, it's the certain boosting of confidence and vitality and also a groundedness. And that's all the beautiful ways that it connects to earth. And that's, those are all the things that earth, you know, gives us as well. It's, it's the confidence through stability almost. It's the courage through stability, knowing that you're unwavering because you can't be moved from your feet planted on the ground. And from that, you're able to bring the wealth and the money of the successor. And these are the spells that you kind of focus on in dealing with earth and facing north and having your peridot stone and having your green candle or your um, patchouli incense, you know, all of that stuff comes together. Um, it's about fruition, um, fertility. And when we say fertility, uh, I don't know if we talked about a star. I think we did before. But, you know, when we talk about fertility, we can talk about it in the tangible sense and, or in the literal sense and in the figurative sense. <laughs> sense? That's the word I'm going to struggle over right now. But it, it can be literal fertility. You know, I, you know what fertility is. You know, we don't have to have a fertility 101 talk. But it can also be the fruition of well-laid plans. It can be, um you know, fertility of ideas that you've planted, of projects that you want to see off, of manifestations that you've, you've been putting out into the universe. It's not, we're not just talking about your ability to be able to bring life forth in a very literal sense. We're talking about the fertility and the fertileness of, of everything, of ideas, of projects, of manifestations, you know, like we just said, and it again relates to the earth itself. Like you have fertile ground, you have fertile soil, you you have this dirt that you can put literal seeds down into and it blooms and it's lush and life springs up. That's the same thing, you know, and that's, that's the thing that going back to um, Cordelia, the card I spoke about at the beginning of the podcast or beginning of this episode, this podcast episode, she is about your manifestations. Come, that was a weird way to say it. Your manifestations manifestations. There we go. Being realized in May. So again, it's that the fertility, you've been planting these ideas, you've been planting these seeds, these not literal seeds, but, but, you know, seeds of ideas, progress of uh, hopes of dreams, honestly, like anything. And it, you've put it into the fertile ground and now it springs up. And so when we talk about fertility, don't just think of it when I'm saying, Oh, it deals with fertility. It does not mean in the one way that we are taught to think about it. And is you know, the normal way that we describe, we talk about it in our society, but it's, it's all these other things that we're able to give birth to, you know, it's, it's everything. It's, it really truly is. I mean, manifestation is, or abundance. That's another thing that can come from a fertile place. And so, you know, connecting it to the ground, fertile soil, and you have to, 
And some, sometimes you're dealing with something that is naturally fertile. And sometimes you have to really work <laughs> to make it fertile and viable, you know, and to, to find that vitality with it. So all of that being said, that is how Peridome. Our crystal of the week, our beautiful green crystal of the week, because we needed a green stone to go with our green giant, our green gentle giant earth. Um, so there you go. It's Peridot. Okay, but let's get back to talking about earth because that's why we're all here, right? Or ash, as we lovingly like to call it. So we've talked about air. We've talked about it dealing with the mind and with knowledge. And we've talked about water and we've talked about it dealing with the emotions and dreams and uh, what's other words? Like psychic ability. That's two words. And when we've talked about fire, we've talked about it being like passion and courage and strength and confidence. But when we're talking about the earth, we're talking about the physical. We're talking about what really corresponds to the body. We, it's, I just, I feel so silly that I discounted earth all this time because it really is so essential. If we did not have the, uh, this earth, all of the other elements could not exist within it or on it, you know, we wouldn't exist <laughs> without it. And so we all do really come together and earth is such a key part of the puzzle because that is our foundation. That is our stability. That is our core. And so, yeah, when we're talking about earth, we're talking about the physical and we're talking about our bodies. We're talking about things in a physical sense and not just these more concepts and ideas that we deal with, with the other elements. And that's why earth is truly so, so important. It's what we put our feet on. You know, it's what, it's what carries us. It was, it's what sustains us. If earth wasn't, you know, tempered just right. Well, things probably wouldn't be working out too well for us to be honest. Yeah. I, if anything, this episode has taught me, I have truly never given the earth its due. And I hope that this makes up for it. And I am going to start a new tomorrow and we're going to get to your homework in a second. And we're all going to honor the earth a little bit better than I'm, I'm going to, punish you as well, even though you probably have been doing better than me, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but you know, it's like, oh, one bad apple sometimes does spoil the whole bunch. So because I have not done a very good job honoring the earth. And I mean, I think really, I'm really good about recycling and always have been. I'm really good about like picking up after others and the old Girl Scout um, promise of keeping a place cleaner than you found it. I've always been really good about that stuff. So don't think I'm like throwing um, those six pack things into the ocean or the ocean into like a lake and a poor duck's getting stuck. No, nothing like that. I'm not just like trashing the earth, but in a spiritual sense as a witch, especially cause I always talk about how all of these things feed to each other and nature is so important and it drives us and we feed that energy back into it. And it is a, say it with me cycle. <laughs> of course it's a circle. It's a cycle. I, I just haven't done that good of a job and I, I am kind of scolding myself about it. Um, so when we get to our homework in a sack, we're going to uh, talk about a way to really connect with the earth that could not be more simple and hopefully we can all get to it. But yeah, our earth gives us shelter. It gives us food. I mean, it, it really does. It doesn't just host life. It's not just a fertile place for life, but I mean, it gives us the continuation of life. We, we get to hopefully, you know, if we're not in a place of struggle or, anything like that. We hopefully are getting the shelter and the food and the water that we need to keep us going. It's just to keep our physical body going. You know, that's how it really, it is a physical place. It's a place where we actually live, but it also connects to our physical bodies because it, it, without its gifts that it gives to us, we wouldn't be able to maintain them. You know, it's not just about the spiritual, the spiritual and the knowledge and the mind and the wisdom that it, it lends to us and that being its realm as well. It's that literally food and water and shelter. Those are the things that human beings need to survive and to make it to another day. And 
unfortunately, a lot of people go without that. And that's a shame because it is something that the earth gives us. And it's something that man, in a lot of cases, has come and decided that, well, certain groups of people don't deserve that. Be it because of their income or their poverty level or their race or their religion or their beliefs, their religion. Did I already say race and religion? I think I meant to say something else and I said religion twice. Whoops. Um, but you know, it's not that earth has not given us all this abundance or the earth is explicitly about abundance and that's what it offers us. It's that man has corrupted earth and come in and said, you don't deserve this stuff. Always. We already know we deserve, we deserve good and we deserve what the earth offers to us. That is like the symbiotic relationship that we, that we are in with mother earth. I mean, literally mother earth, that is what we call her. That is her name. That's why she is aligned with Gaia. Or I see now I'm saying she, I mean, the earth, yes, does have, uh, it's considered a feminine energy. We know there's always a duality in energies. There's always more energy than just male and female, of course. But I mean, when we say mother earth, am I saying earth? What is happening? (laughs) Okay. It's getting about that time. When we say mother earth, that really is the concept of being mothered by this planet and being, being given everything we need. And it is a nod to the fertility of earth. And it's a, it's a nod to how much the earth or, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say she, cause I've said that a few times now, how much she provides for us and mothers us and nurtures us and cares for us. Um, it's man that causes the problem. It's man that is destroying earth. It is man that is keeping the abundance of earth from others. And that's terrible. And no one should, no one should have command of the earth in that way that, it's not available to everyone that needs it and that we should, and that we would all have access to it if people didn't decide that it belonged to them more than it belonged to other people, you know? Anyway, I'm getting into a bit of a capitalism and political spiel and that's not what this podcast is, but all that to say in the purest sense, if, because I, you know, I always, I know that I'm coming from a place of privilege a lot of time. And so I always want to acknowledge that not everyone has access to what I have access to and not everyone Everyone has even access to basic things, basic anything, you know? And so I, I don't want to be having this conversation and not acknowledge that and not acknowledge those people as well. Like other people, not those people, but other people that, that are marginalized is, I guess would be the right word. Um, I think if we are having a conversation and we're talking as witches and we're talking about, you know, the earth and all those things that it, it all this bouncy and abundance and all these wonderful things. And we have to talk about people that are neglected as well, because if we don't at least talk about them and acknowledge them, then who is, you know, like we don't want to leave them out of the conversation. So, and it is the idea of, (laughs) just want to bring it back to Captain Planet again. It's that man's greed and man's corruption is the thing that was threatening the earth. And that's what Captain Planet and the Planeteers were like trying to fight that shit, you know, and that's what we should be doing. We need to be giving back to mother earth. We need, I have, I have gone full earth head. (laughs) Have you heard the transformation? I am all about the earth now. I'm all about protecting our mom, but you know, it's almost mother's day. We got to protect our mother earth, but you know, that's, that's something we need to focus on. Again, when we're talking about, you know, the smudging earlier, it shouldn't be so self-serving, but it's about like listening to what you're being told and to being open to messages. And when you're working with any kinds of spells or magic, it's not just about me. It's not just about you. It's about serving a greater good as well. So all that to say, <laughs> Mother Earth does provide us with so much. It is a, it really is a mothering spirit from the fertility to, 
to the shelter and the food and the water and all that stuff that she gives us and to the knowledge that she gives us and the wisdom that she gives us. That's all those things she deals with to the manifestation, to the abundance. These are all gifts really. And we wouldn't be able to convene with any of the, any of the other elements if, how am I trying to say that? We would not be able to convene with any of the other elements if we did not have a place to do it. So if nothing else, I've said a lot, but if nothing else, take from this that earth is really about our life force. It is about, we spring from the earth and I mean, we have sprung from the earth. We return to the earth. That's where the ash comes from again. Um, you know, we, we go back at some point and, and we become that kind of nutrients and that fertility for other things to spring forth in life. Like that's why life is a cycle. It's always going cycle, 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 you know, um, you know, it's, it's springing up trees, flowers, it's water. It's everything around us in the earth is life force and vitality. And that is the vitality that also springs up through us. So not only does she take care of us, not only is it about the earth's fertility itself, but then also like loaning that fertility to us, whether it's in a very physical sense or if it's, dealing with the earth in a metaphysical spiritual sense and having the fertility and the fruition of our manifestations and abundance and all that stuff. It's all about life. And you know, it's funny as earth is it's correlation or another, I don't, it's not an exact correspondence, but it, uh, I'm not sure the right word to use. It's symbolism kind of, or it's physicality is kind of seen as slow moving, darker, colder, even pace. And it sits in opposition of air, which is, you know, more, not more vibrant, but more movement, more, you would think that air would be more of the life force because it, it is whipping around you. It feels more, more paced and, and always moving, moving, moving. And so they do sit opposite of each other, but it really is. If we didn't have that foundation, if we didn't have that stability, then we would have nothing would be able to spring up that you have to have foundation. You have to have soil. You have to have earth. But it is kind of seen as slow moving, as being joined with the north, as being, you know, with uh, being corresponding with winter. But maybe we need that, that slowness a little bit, because how can you have stability when you have so much movement? How can you have stability when the wind is whipping? How can you have stability when a flame is jumping? How can you have stability when, oh, a river is rushing? You can't. You have to have stability in a solid place. And that is why the life force that springs up out of the earth is so important because it is the element that can sustain us. We can't constant movement and rushing tides and burning in flames. This is not sustainable. (laughs) The earth is what is sustainable. And that is our foundation. And that's why the only element, um, nope, no, no, no. The only, uh, earth sign astrology sign. (laughs) What am I saying? The only earth element astrology sign. That's what I'm saying. I have done in the astrology series, uh, on Patreon so far is, Taurus, but that's what I was finding so much with it is like, okay, yeah, bulls, you know, they can be stubborn. They can really stick to their guns, <laughs> you know, good and bad and everything. That's a good and bad side. Right. But what I also found so much with them that I really respected and admired was that they can ground you, that you need to have a Taurus in your life to bring your ass back down to earth. And especially like someone like me, I need Tauruses in my life to be like, are you going to float away or swim away? Or are you going to like come back and face what you need to face? And be realistic about things. I mean, nine times out of 10, I'm going to float away <laughs> or swim off. <laughs> but I need that grounding force. I need to remember that I need to, I am connected to the earth no matter what. So I need to honor that connection 
and be realistic about that connection and physically be connected, which leads us to our homework this week. It's maybe the easiest homework you have ever had. No, I was going to say in this podcast, but maybe in life, honestly, this is going to be the easiest homework you've ever had in your whole life. And, um, it is simply, I want you to simply go outside of your house, apartment, yurt, condo, wherever you live, anywhere. I want you to simply walk outside and I want you to touch the ground. I want you to take your hand, whichever hand that you, uh, is your dominant hand. God bless. If you are ambidextrous, I think that's like the coolest thing. I never tell y'all I'm really jealous of left-handed people. I'm I wish I was left-handed so badly. And it's not just one of those things where I was a kid. You know how some kids are like, oh, I really want braces or I really want glasses. Do kids do kids want that? I've always wanted to be left-handed. I don't know why. I, I was probably left-handed another life now that I'm saying it out loud. But I always wanted to be left-handed. I think it's really cool if you are left-handed. Lucky. If you're left-handed and born in May and you have an emerald birth zone, like, I, we can never be friends. <laughs> I'll be too jealous. Anyway, um, so whatever you dom- your dominant hand is or if you have your hand that you favor, um, just place it on the ground. And I want you to have a quiet moment. And this can count as your meditative moment for the week. If Even if it only takes a few minutes, you know, there's no, you don't have to do an hour long meditation every time. And I just want you to feel that life force. I want you to feel the literal fertility and the vitality that is springing up through the earth and that is powering us and powering our magic. It is such an amazing planet and it's such an amazing element because we really do have it. Well, I mean, all of them, we have them in a physical sense and we have them in a metaphysical sense, but really put your hands into the grass, put your hand into the sand, put it into the dirt, whatever you got going on out there. Don't put it like directly on rocks and pebbles because it's going to tear your hand up. So don't do that. But if you have a grassy knoll, if you have a flowering plant and well, yeah, don't like put it in a bush. Cause you might end up with spiders all over you. Like I, was, or, like, I don't want you to get stung by a bee. It's wasp bee stinging caterpillar season. Don't be reckless. So yeah, hands on the ground, feel that vitality, feel the fertility, let it power you, let that life force invigorate you. And once you've convened with it, once you've really connected to the earth, and I don't mean like we walk on the earth every day and I put my feet on it. So I'm connecting, right? No have a conscious moment of connection. That is what I've always been lacking. I, again, I take the earth for granted. I will never do it again after today. I can tell you that for sure. I can tell you that for damn sure. Actually, I will never take the earth for granted again because look at all that it gives us. And, and it's our home in a sense that we exist on it and we live on it and then we return to it. And it is our eternal home for our physical body. So yeah, the earth is bomb and I, I can't think of a better element our ash element to wrap up, uh, the classical part of our series. So yeah, connect with the earth, put your hand down and just feel it and let it power your magic and then go inside and do a simple spell, go inside and, and then smudge after that, uh, do light a candle, try take that, that tr- transformative vitality, not vitality, transformative, uh, no, vitality was the right word. Vitality that you're pulling out of the earth and pulling even more into your body because you're not just existing on the earth at this point. You're connecting with the earth and let it power your magic and let's see what happens. But yeah, I, I'm so glad we ended on Ash. It's 
it, it, it's a perfect end to, I mean, we're going to go on to spirit next week, but when we're talking about the four classical elements that everyone knows, ascribes to antiquity, been around forever. It's perfect to end with ash because that is ultimately where it all ends. You know, we all return to the earth. So <sighs> I just feel so much love for the earth. I feel, I personally feel like I'm in a much better place than when I started this podcast or this episode, not this whole, I mean, yeah, probably this whole podcast actually, but especially this episode sounds like weird week, spiders lurking, <laughs> don't, I don't know, things have just been crazy around here, but look at all this beauty that we have around us and right under our feet. Aren't we so, aren't we just lucky little witches for that? So yes, please um, do your homework. We will check in uh, in the Facebook group. We will check in next week on the podcast. And uh, if you want to reach out to me, it is thebadwitchpodcast at gmail.com. I love getting your emails. Uh, don't, don't stop them now. Keep them coming. I love it. If you would like to join the Patreon, um, we have shout outs. We have card readings. Yes. No card readings, uh, full, uh, Oracle readings, witchy mail, bonus episodes, all that fun stuff. It is patreon.com slash patreon.com slash bad witch. Let me not laugh my way through that. And, um, then of course we have the Facebook group. So it type in bad witch. It should come right up. And, uh, if it doesn't, because if I messed it up, who knows? Not the most tech savvy. Math is very hard for me, as in science. Uh, I have the link in the episode notes, so you can clickety-clack on it and come join our coven. I mean, you're already in the coven, obviously. But uh, come join the coven for real, and then you can actually talk to the rest of the coven, which is probably the best part. Oh, and if you haven't yet, and you find it in your witchy heart to do so, please leave a Bad Witch a review and a rating on iTunes. I don't know Spotify. They must have readings. I don't know. I'm very not caught up on Spotify. <laughs> I don't I don't really use it. I really don't know it that well. But um, on iTunes, if you could leave a rating and a review, I would appreciate it so much. Apparently, it helps with like the podcast being visible in searches or something. You can hear how tech savvy I am. Anyway, I would appreciate it so much if you find it in your heart to do so. If not, no pressure. Never any pressure around here. Um, I love you all. I hope that if you had a weirdy week like me, that it turns itself around. I hope that all of our manifestations that we've been putting out there into the fertile, wonderful soil of the earth are all springing up for everyone as we go into this week of May and the following two weeks of May after this. I love you all. You're the light of my lives. You're the wind beneath my wings. (laughs) All right. I will talk to you next week. I hope you all have the best weeks. Go do your homework. Go catch up on your homework if you need to. Meditate for sure. Light a candle. And love and peace and blessed be for all of you. Goodbye.